Hello everyone, welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Micah Wren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Hey, one more thing before we get going. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, or frustrated these days? If you are, and you'd like a little help, go to calendly.com forward slash soul mechanic booking and book a 15 minute clarity call with me absolutely free. That's calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash soul mechanic hyphen booking. Also, if you're looking for an accomplished public speaker to speak in person or virtually at your next event or meeting, I can help you out there too. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. Today's topic could be considered a little bit controversial. That's basically because nobody really knows if it's true or if any of this will exist or not exist. Because today's topic is where do we go when we die? What happens when we die? None of us really know because if you're listening to this, you're alive. So we don't really know exactly 100% certain where we're going to go when we die. What happens to our body when we die? And will we come back? Those are all kind of questions we're going to have a look at today on this episode of Men on Fire, because I know it's important to you. You've all thought about it. You've all wondered about it. And you know what? You're just putting it off because you don't really want to think about your death. But one thing you need to understand is that the more you understand death, the more you will be able to live your life because then you'll understand that death is not the end. Death is just what happens in our life cycles and in what is called the process, the process and cyclical nature of the universe itself. It's always like a, a turning wheel, unending and moving and moving and never stopping. It's always evolving. The universe is always evolving into something new. So let's start talking a little bit about maybe tradition. Traditions or wisdom traditions or things we've learned in the past would have us believe that when we die, we would go to a couple of places, either heaven or hell, whether we were quote unquote good or bad. And I always had trouble thinking this was the case because it's, it centers around religion and really with religion comes a lot of rules. And I'm not trying to slight any religions here at all, but 
to belong to their their uh, belief system, you have to have certain rules and you must abide by them. And by and large, you know, rules are fine as long as you're not excluding other people. So if you belong to a religion that uh, says that you are the chosen ones, that you will be the only people that want to or will continue once this earth explodes or uh, there is an apocalypse or the return of a certain individual shows up, then that's being exclusory and you're excluding others from that whole sphere of being saved, let's say. So to me, that doesn't make sense because we are all the same. We all came from the same place. We're all made of the same stuff. So I don't get how, if there was a divine body out there in, in the ether that was looking down upon us, why would they want to exclude people that were made in their own image, but yet accept others? And that always just bothered me when I was in Sunday school. I went to a Lutheran church, which uh, is kind of a, a slice off the Catholic uh, church, just a little bit different, um, but considered a Protestant religion. But even still, when I was a young boy in Sunday school, I had a hard time kind of believing that. And Jesus loves everybody, to name the Savior that we were being taught about. But yet, he'll only save some people and not others, based on how you act while you're here on earth, which still didn't make much sense. Unless, of course, you repented and... Um, uh, had a confession with a, a certified priest, as if that would really matter. So, I don't want to get off uh, on a tangent on religion, because I enjoy all religions. I think they all have a place, and it's a place that brings us to spirituality. And spirituality is what religion is all about, and what we are all about. But you see, religion needs spirituality. Spirituality doesn't need religion and therein lies the difference so from a scientific viewpoint then um, coming a little bit from my engineering backgrounds I always wanted to know more I wanted to know more about how things work um, how, how do these things make any sense and when I went to school in high school and they we were taught physics we learned about the Newtonian model of atoms so the atoms and it's different, you know, um, the nucleus and protons and electrons, they all uh, started to orbit around each other, just like the Earth and the planets do around our sun. That was the model that was put into place at the time because they, they hadn't come far enough to learn anything else. And then really was the battle between, you know, people that believed in spiritual things and people that were hard facts. No, this is how... The atoms work so it's none of that woo-woo stuff but as time went on and uh, many great uh, physicists and, and uh, scientists uh, kept bringing out more theories and string theories and quantum theories it's now largely accepted that with quantum mechanics and quantum theory everything in the universe is waves waves of energy just like 
waves in an ocean that contain energy, right? They're, they have kinetic energy within them and able pro to produce great effect on things if, you know, in a storm or whatever. You can, you can uh, see that on TV when we see the hurricanes hitting the, the coasts and those sorts of things. So the energy is contained within these waves, but they change. They change from waveform to particle form when we observe them. And that's also been proven. It's called the observer effect. And you can look that up on Google if you like. And so these waves of energies can, can change into particles, which are what we're made of. We're so many gazillion particles because we have 50 trillion cells within us, all amassed in this one huge cell. If you look in the mirror, you see yourself just as one entity. But there's 50 trillion little cells that all make you up. So they are like mini use. Every one of those cells have, have uh, different systems that, uh, that keep them alive, just like you do. You know, excretion systems and how they, they feed themselves and how they get the nourishment and uh, oxygenate from, from the blood and that sort of thing. They all have the same systems we do as our one singular cell. And we are like those 50 trillion cells when compared to the universe itself. We're just some small little part, but we came from energy. We have energy within us, again, proven by EEGs, um, people having uh, brain energy, making rail uh, model railroad cars or, or uh, a car race sets actually move with the energy, electrical energy within our brain. So we are able to have a chemical or electrical chemical source of energy within us. And that comes from somewhere because energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It just is. So it came from somewhere. We have that energy inside us. So then when we die to get started getting to what we want to talk about in this episode, when we die, what happens to that energy? Because our bodies are just carbon-based life forms. That's it. And if you ever watch Star Trek, they've talked about that a few times. I'm just a carbon-based entity. But so our bodies then, if we were to uh, die out in the woods, um, we would just decay and become part of the earth once more, just like a fallen tree. It decays over time too. And if you went back 10 years later, you wouldn't see any evidence of that tree was ever alive. It has just become part of the earth, part of the soil. Our physical forms, our physical bodies are made up of materials that belong to this earth. But the energy, where did it go? Where did that energy go? So did we really die? Can you say you died if your energy carried on? I think it's more like calling it continuation day. So you continue, but in a different form. And you go somewhere, and nobody really knows 100% where. But I've done a lot of research on this and uh, reading and listening to many, many uh, near-death experiences or NDEs that people have had um, and also scientists that have talked about it and what happens and, and also spiritual uh, wisdom traditions as well. And the, uh, the Indians and the uh, 
East Indians and, and the Buddhists have great traditions about all this stuff. When you start putting this all together, and then also with some things that have come to me while I've meditated. And I've actually had my, my mother come to me in a meditation, my dad come to me in a meditation, and both at the same time one time. And they were showing me how things worked in the universe. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And to put this all together, to me, what I believe happens is that our energy, or you might call that your soul, our energy carries on and it goes somewhere. Some Usually it's like some kind of holding place. And some people may call that purgatory is learned uh, or talked about in certain religions. And it's a place where you're still hanging on to that physical realm and you're, and you're starting to move in to the spiritual realm. So it's kind of a halfway place. And many times what people see there is different, but I think they see there what they believe that would look like. So whatever they were taught or learned or thought about what that place may look like, that is what they're seeing. Whether that's a burning fire of hell or whether that's mountains and trees and or beautiful oceans, whatever you may think in your memory, in your human memory, because remember, you are still kind of halfway in, you know, one foot in the, the, the nether regions and, and the, uh, the ether, and you have one foot in physical realm still. So that takes a while for you to move through that. And you change into your pure energy form, or what uh, I refer to as an orb. And I have seen orbs and taken pictures of orbs, and people have actually videoed a friend of mine and I, uh, where there was a lovely blue orb above us, moving as we talked and laughed. It was, it was incredible. And him and I both believe it was one of our deceased parents checking up on us. But that's just us talking. So anyway, when you get, when you get to your true energy form or orb then, then you are part of the energy of the universe, which is everything. And there's nothing that it is not. It is the universe. That's it. So that's where you go. You become back to the source of everything. And this is the big one. There is only one of us. Here on Earth, we're seven and a half uh, billion people on this planet, but that's, those are just physical entities that we're counting. But we are all come from that same source, and there is only one of us. There is only one huge energy source, because it is everywhere. Everywhere in this universe, another universe, another dimension, whatever you want to talk about, it is there. And that is where we came from. We were all part of it. But we splinter off when uh, a new baby is born, for example, here on Earth. And we choose our parents. I believe we choose our parents. In order to have the experience that we need and that we wanted to have. 
And I know I've been here on earth before. I've done some past life regression uh, therapies. And I know I've been here before. And what's wonderful is that our memories are erased, or for the most part, when we're very, very young, and we've, we've seen movies about this, we've seen people talk about this, the, the young uh, children can remember things that there's no idea. Why would they remember this? Young, young boys that knew how to fly certain planes because they were pilots. Uh, young pianists that could play all sorts of things. You see it now with singers too. Eight, 10 year old singers, they sound like they're 35. But what do you think they were in a past life? They're an old soul. They've come back and they still carry that with them. It's like it, they come back to earth so quickly. It's like they're pulling this, this other identity with them. So it's still lingering. And that's how they, uh, how they start to operate in physical realm again, because we can choose to come back quite quickly, right away even, or we can stay up in that beautiful bliss of nothing but love. That's all there is, is that feeling of blissful love for everything because you are everything. There's nothing that you are not. So you have to think about some of these things when you think about where am I going to go when I die? Some people just say, well, you know what? I don't think there's anything other than this. This is just a physical life. Somehow I was born and then I will die and that's it. I will never go anywhere else. I'll be eaten by worms and that'll be all. Well, I think those people probably just don't want to face that there might be something else out there. And when you think of it that way, what happens to your energy? We've already proven that we're full of energy, that energy is what we are. This physical body is, well, it's decaying right now. The moment you're born, it's starting to decay. I mean, sure, there's a growth cycle, but it doesn't matter. You still get over that growth hump and, and you're starting to decay day by day, minute by minute, second by second. So once the body can no longer function, in its physical form anymore, it just passes away. It's, it's not something that we should really be mad about or sad about. I mean, yes, we miss the people that have passed away. We miss their essence of who they were, but they've gone on to something else on their continuation day. They're continuing their journeys, just as I will and just as you will as well. So where do we go when we die then? Well, there isn't that many possibilities, but none of us really know. I've given you one interpretation that I believe, and I believe it because it makes sense to me. But that doesn't mean that you have to. I'm not here to tell you what happens because I don't really know. But this is what I believe happens. And to me, it's a positive belief. It's a nice belief that we will come back again and we can live another lifetime because that's why we're here. Our soul comes here in physical realm because it's the only place that it can get the feelings and the emotions. We're blessed to be such physical beings. It's the, as far as I know, the only place in the universe that you can come and have all these emotions, whether they're 
good, bad, or the other. It doesn't matter. We are emotional beings and we can go from, from pissed to bliss in a minute or less, right? 10 seconds. We can change our mood like that. And that's awesome. There's nowhere else that your soul can experience that. And it came here to experience everything it possibly can while here in this physical realm. It's gaining knowledge. It's gaining, able to experience what it can't experience when it's up in the realm of the ether. Because it's, it's just energy waves. And it's there. It's in truly blissful form. But it's longing. There's a desire. A desire that wants to experience things. And so it comes here to Earth in physical realm to experience everything it possibly can while here and the trick to this is there's nothing you have to do it doesn't want you to do anything it just wants you to be you whatever that is whatever you feel deep down that you want to experience it wants that for you so stop being somebody else be you enjoy your life and don't worry about where you're going once you eventually pass away. And please don't mourn so deeply on the ones that pass because they now have a chance to come back once again. So they're not gone. The energy is still there. Just their physical body has passed away. It served them well and it passed away. So. I hope this shed a little bit of light on perhaps where we go when we die. Again, I'm not saying this is what happens. It's just my belief that is what happens when we die. So I hope this has served you. I hope this has given you something to think about. And I love to have your comments. Comment below if you're watching this on Soul Mechanic TV on YouTube. And I'd love for you to subscribe as well. We'll talk about some other topics. Uh, similar to this some other times that try to get you thinking out of the box a little bit or you can write me an email at mike at com if you like and I'd love to answer any of your queries or questions and we can chat then. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Hey, are you having trouble living the life of your dreams? Guess what? You're not the problem. It's not that you're not smart enough, deserving enough, or even hardworking enough. The problem is that you haven't yet installed the one key belief that will change everything. Want to know what it is? You're the one. That's right. You are the one. The world is waiting for you to give it that one special gift that only you possess. Want to find out more? Head to my website at micaren.com to order my new trilogy, You're the One. The first two books are available together in an omnibus book with the exciting final installment of the series available soon. And while you're there, download a free ebook or two to help make a difference in your life today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment 
give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.